0: Hold on a
1: minute. Hold on a minute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How you been, bro? I've been okay. I mean, it's just kind of like, end ended up getting a new car a couple months ago, and I was just so fucking hyped, and it's just like, it's a Toyota, which means it's like the finest car I've ever owned, and it's just, like, I feel I like bet. the whole universe has started a conspiracy just to fuck me over or something. You know, just I I wish you get a car
0: now you can't go nowhere and do anything
1: with it. (laughs) Exactly, and it's it's an amazing car too. But you know, you know the situation. It's just like it's like being in front of like an amusement park and like it's closed indefinitely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, other than that, man, what you been up to? Same shit, different day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been getting back into the aquarium a lot, and uh, that's what I've been doing now. And hopefully,
0: yeah, there's I think pretty much every tour that I know of is shut down. I mean, ours is is a go as of right now, but I doubt that's even going to happen. I mean, I'm waiting for them to be. I mean, at any day or any hour, they can be like, actually, we're not going to be doing this. So, I know a lot of states. What's gonna What's gonna hurt a lot of things is uh, is is not knowing when Phase One is going to start because a lot of venues are, are banking on when to know when Phase One starts. Because if you know when Phase One starts, then you can kind of guesstimate every two weeks a new phase starts. And if the venues don't have a have a, a uh, have a date on when Phase One is going to start, then they're not going to know when they're going to they're going to get up and open up their venues. And that's kind of what is killing uh it was killing a lot of promoters and a lot of people that run venues because. They have no idea what phase one, especially in New Jersey and and, and, and New York, because we were a hotspot. You know, so, like, I mean, so those areas were hit hard.
1: Our areas were hit
0: hard. Philly, well, Pennsylvania was hit hard too. So, so you know, so it's like, uh, What bands yep.
1: are you currently dealing with right now?
0: Right now, after once the trophy, uh, once the trophy kind of fills it out or whatnot. I started working with a few bands from the area. I was working with uh, Strychnia for a little bit, but that didn't work out. And I was working with this band Morning Aurora for a little bit. That didn't work out. So I hit up my buddy Carlos, uh, who was in the same metal scene as me in the Philadelphia area. And uh, he was out west at the time. And I started working for his band and whatnot. Just great, uh, went through the grapevine and right uh, whatnot. So right now I work for uh, Andrew W. Boss out of Salt Lake City. It's like uh, hip-hop, it's like rock rap rock project, almost like a Lip Biscuit slash Linkin Park with a little bit of Mudvayne ish kind of rap and rock uh, involved in that. Um, I also work for uh, 5280 Mystic. He's a uh, rapper based out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, local rapper, up-and-coming rapper. Uh, And I work for uh, Co-op, which is short for uh, Coop, which uh, in the long run, it's uh, Cooper, which is Alice Cooper's son, uh, Dash Cooper. They're called Co-op. So they're based out of Arizona. So all the bands I work for now are all ba- uh, projects are all based out of the Arizona and Salt Lake City area. So I do that, and yeah, I've been doing that for the last. I would say Atropia broke up in 2012 or 11, whatever that Warbringer show was. He played like maybe two more shows after that, and that was the end of us. And I would say by like that following summer, or that following uh, Halloween time, I was flying out to uh, to California to uh, pursue my dreams out there because. Like I said, Atropia wasn't really doing much. Like our our uh, our drummer, he went off and was doing his own thing. Our uh, bass player, uh, he was working full time. Our guitarist uh, Chris, yeah, who, who he wasn't at the interview, you didn't get to see him yeah. when we ended up uh, meeting up with you. He uh, he was backpacking. Like you were, remember we were saying he was backpacking and doing all that shit. He still does that to this day. He goes all around the world. So everyone and so everyone's kind of doing was doing their own thing, and I was kind of just sitting at home, like man like what the hell am i gonna do so one of the one of the guys like i was saying one of the guys from the the philadelphia area that played shows with atrophia moved out to california and even when Trophy was playing shows and he was in california me and him always touched base with each other i always like was like interested in whatever project he was in he would send me like merch he would send me like links to songs and whatnot so like when when my band like when trophy went stale, it was easy for me to just be like yo bro if your guys ever need a a, a a merch guy or, or a roadie or anything like I'm not doing nothing out here. And he hit me up and was like, Yo, the fucking the, uh, the band I worked for, they were called Mad Life, they were like an industrial rock band, kind of like a, a Rob Zombie ish man uh, They were really, really good based out in LA. He's like, Yo, we're doing two shows out in Phoenix. He's like, So we would love for you to come out and uh, we're taking a tour bus and whatnot. So it was like a seven hour trip ended up being a little bit longer because we were on a tour bus. So I ended up taking like 10 hours or whatnot. But I got the experience being on a tour bus for the first time. And the people that hosted us at the shows in Arizona, uh, are I'm friends with the dudes to this day. Like the uh, the drummer, he came to our show. Uh, the bass, uh, one of our friends, Jake, who's a bass, bass player uh, to this band, Throw Logic, he came to the show. And I got to hang out with all these people. And I just kept hanging out with them. And my buddy Carlos, who was in Mad Life, joined their band. And it just wherever Carlos went, I kind of went with it he was in all local bands and whatnot. And then after a while, I became really, really good friends with Corey, the drummer that was in the band Throw Logic or whatnot. So Carlos, he's an, a talented musician and whatnot. He eventually ventured off and he, been, he joined the band Motor Grader. And when he joined the, uh, joined the band Motor Grader, they already have like their, you know, they have their stage guy, they have their merch people, they all that. So I kind of couldn't follow him, but I became super best friends with Corey throughout the times of me playing shows with Carlos and, all his other, and, and, and them throughout different projects. That he was like, yo man, I kind of want to make you my drum tech slash like road uh, in guy slash, what whatever man. He's like, I like I like your work. And then literally to this day, he's in co op. He's an Andrew W. boss. He's uh, he runs a t shirt printing con- uh, uh, company that me and him fucking uh, we're, uh, that I work for and whatnot. So like me and him have been doing stuff. Me and Corey's been doing stuff for like the last like five years solid. And like we travel all over the United States and like we do a lot of stuff. So like. Yeah, that's pretty much a rundown. So it's Andrew W. Boss, fifty two eighty Mystic, and Co-op. That's pretty much what I'm working with right now. So what
1: was that last show you worked at right before the quarantine? What was like the feeling in the air?
0: Uh, it was cool because actually our last show was Salt Lake City. Our la- like so you mean like the last tour, the last show we played like since before all this shit went down? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. Like cause Salt Lake City, where it was the last show of the tour. It was Andrew W. Boss, fifty two eighty Mystic. It was a local on the show and Head P.E. who uh, tours all around America. They're a really big band, gold metal band, Head P.E. Uh, it was really, really awesome because Head P.E. really, really pulled a big crowd of Salt Lake City. It was probably 300 people packed in this little-ass bar. Everyone was having a good-ass time. I mean, at the time, no one no one knew. I mean, we all were talking like, "Yo, oh, you hear about that shit that's going on in China? But, like, we didn't know the extent of it. You know what I mean? Like, we were all, like, going about our everyday, going about – because you figure. We went back home. And within a few weeks, we announced that we were going on tour with Saliva, Power Man 5000, Edema, and Fall. So, like, we were already like, all right, cool, we're all getting our, uh, you know, we're all promoting that. We're all hitting up venues, letting them know, like, yo, we're coming to an area. Like, we see, like, the all the tour dates, and we're hitting up our friends in certain areas. Like, yo, we'll be in this area here and, like, come out to the show. You know what I mean? So, we're doing our own promotion on our own, and then literally like out of nowhere all this shit went down but like as far as like the the feeling in the air everyone the energy was as high as, as ever like anytime head te plays in salt lake city like it's a super good show big a lot of energy and and, and our stage performance at, uh, alone like, we bring the we bring a, a lot of energy anyway plus it's hometown fans so a lot of people were coming to see us that were from the area whatnot so the overall overall energy from the beginning of the show to the end was super super packed i mean super super excited i mean people were in there from the beginning to the end. Like it was a, it was an awesome night. Like everyone got to sell merch. Everyone made money. Like it was, it was a good night. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't think like two weeks after that places in, uh, places in America would be shut down, traveling over to, to, to Europe and other areas would be shut down. You know what I mean? Like no one saw any of this coming. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really, really crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's the answer to your question. Like it was, the energy was phenomenal as always. Like I, it was just, it was fun. You know what I mean? Like it's. It was, it was awesome.
1: <laughs> so do you have any shows lined up for, say, the, later in the
0: summer or fall? Uh, right now we have that tour for July with Head PE and uh, – I mean with uh, Saliva, Power Man 5000 and all that. Like I was telling you, we have that tour going on in Flaw. That's supposed to be hitting the, uh, the East Coast, uh, down south a little bit in Texas. Uh, Midwest a a little bit or whatnot. That's going on. And then with the other projects I got going on, well, Andrew W. Boss too, we're doing that tour. But we have CD release uh, shows in Phoenix, Arizona, Salt Lake City, and well, Vegas and Salt Lake City for Andrew's new album that comes out uh, August 15th, I believe, or 14th. It's called The Arrival. One of those days. But yeah, we're doing CD release shows and the the other band I work for, Co-op, they're doing those shows with them. So we're supposed to be doing a three-show run, like I was saying, Phoenix, vegas uh, and salt lake city for the release of uh, the arrival and then we were supposed to me and co-op well co-op and us we we're supposed to head from salt lake city up to washington bremerton washington we're supposed to do three shows for washington bike week uh one of our buddies like Anton party shows and whatnot and then another show at another venue in posebo washington i'm pretty sure one of the, somewhere in bremerton washington and whatnot so those shows so if for some reason the tour doesn't happen and local venues are able to have shows, I feel like we could still do those shows because those are local shows, you know what I mean? Those aren't national tours, you know what I mean? That's just us having a local show and a local venue. So we hope by, at the very least, if for some reason, for some crazy reason, this tour can't happen, which I'm kind of thinking it's not going to, but I don't know. If that tour doesn't happen, I think we could still do those six shows I mentioned because, like I said, those are all local shows. It's three CD release shows. The CD release uh, shows at uh, local venues, that we're going ourselves, you know what I mean. That we're booking ourselves, and then uh, we're doing three shows in Washington that we're booking ourselves. So, I mean, it's gonna suck if the tour doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but DC to be able to fall or back. Like the West Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah, the West Coast is gonna be uh, Seattle. Well, uh, yeah, the West Coast. Hopefully, by then, shit'll be open, so we can so we can play those shows. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping by by July, bars and venues are able to open up and do their thing, and then by August, it's just like okay, we can do shows. We can't do national acts because no one's gonna be touring. I mean, you figure no bands are gonna be booking tours around that time. But like you figure, if there's a local show that's gonna go on, or local bands want to have a show, whatnot, all right, maybe we can be able to do that. So hopefully, we land in that on that side of the of the spectrum where all right, we're back to local shows. We might not have a national touring act unless it's a local band, a local touring act, uh, uh, say. A band from California that's a really big band that's from California is like, yo, we want to throw a show in our hometown just because we want to have a show and they know they can sell it out. Okay, cool. But, like, as far as, like, a tour going going through, I don't think that's going to happen. But I feel like a lot of bands from those areas are going to throw shows themselves. Like, August Burns Red, they're from Lancaster. But, like, once venues and shit over the back up, they're like, all right, let's do a hometown show just so people can come out and have fun and do that kind of shit. Or, like, maybe they go do a show in Jersey. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that, use it as an example. You know what I mean? But I don't think a tour would be coming through anytime soon.
1: What kinds of things have you heard on safety precautions? You're probably going to see on those first
0: live shows back in the game. Oh, would you, well, I, well, I think the masks are probably going to be a, a a big thing. I think venues are going to have the hand sanitizers in the in, in the front of the of every venue. I mean, I mean, who knows? If this thing lasts to the point where we're sitting there looking until 2021, we might be we might be able by then we might be able to just go to a show normally. You know what I mean? Because it might be a whole nother fucking... It might be months before we're able to do shit, so by then, maybe there's a vaccine or maybe there's... You know, maybe this virus isn't as deadly as people think and people can go back to regular lives or whatnot, but we might be able to... I mean, if it lasts this long because I see promoters are talking like, I don't think I'm going to be able to book a show until... book, I mean, a tour until 2021 and all this other kind of stuff, which is alarming. It sucks. I think it might be... I think it's going to be... That's a little far-fetched that it's going to be before that, but, I mean, for promoters all around and, and another thing that's alarming is for promoters that they're making statuses and they're like on their facebook
1: and saying and this
0: is all around america they're, they're they'll make the status and they'll be like if the band was to be lifted next month and we were to able when we were able to book shows how many people i mean would you guys be willing to go to shows and nine times out of ten the comments are nah i wouldn't do it i don't want to go to shows there's photographers Commenting as much as I as much as I love to be backstage taking my pictures uh, and meeting people and all that and interviewing people, I'm not ready to do that for a while. You know what I mean? And that's multiple people doing that. You know what I mean? Like another example when when Blabbermouth and all those metal uh, sources shared that article about uh, Missouri o- uh, opening back up last month or last week and they were going to do shows and whatnot. Everyone was like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go to a show. You know what I mean? And like those are a re- lot. And you got to look at those people that are commenting because those are the people that go to shows and buy merch. You know what I mean? Their input is everything. You know what I mean, if they're sitting there like, nah, I don't want to do that. And if, if a promoter and everyone that's commenting on a promoter's post is saying, I'm not going to go to a show. And those are the people that buy the tickets to his shows. You know what I mean? Then you got to look at that and be like, all right, well, maybe people don't want to go to shows right now. Maybe I should back up and... and, and And maybe I should listen to these people. You know what I mean? Maybe it isn't gonna be as easy as people think that, okay, next month we can go to show like even people in my area, they're like, Okay, we can go to the boardwalk, but everyone's like, I'm not gonna go to the boardwalk, hell no, I'm not going to the boardwalk right now. You ain't seeing me at the boardwalk till shit, maybe next year, you know what I mean? So like everyone has whether whether the virus is as deadly as it is and people are scared or they aren't, people are taking precautions to where they're like, I'm not you know what, I don't wanna go to a show. I don't wanna I don't wanna go to the beach right now. I'm I'm good on that. I'll stay home, you know what I mean? And that's and it's not being it's not people being negative, it's just people being like, All right, well I I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like you can take it as negative or you can take it as people whatever it is, but it's just I've seen it all through different resources, whether it's Facebook posts or the big news articles sharing different things and whatnot, and like no one seems to be wanting to go to a show. I mean, there is people that are that are chiming in and being like, Hey man, I, I can't I'll go, I'll go but like it's a lot more people saying no versus a lot of people saying, yeah, I'll go to a show right now. And a lot of and a lot of my friends that are in, in touring acts like my buddy that's at Head PE, he's like, I'm not coming back. He's in Australia right now. He's like, I'm not coming back to the states till shit's normal. He's like, I'm good on go get on any stage right now. I don't want to play no show. I don't, I'm don't. good. I'll chill. You know what I mean? And that's coming from artists that tour around America 90% of the year. You know what I mean? Head PE literally tours all the time. They're barely home. And he's sitting there like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? So if the musicians are sitting there like, "Nah, I'm not doing it," and the fans are like, "Ah," you know what I mean? Maybe you have to back up and and, and, and listen to what they're saying. So that's my perspective on the whole precautionary thing.
1: In the meantime, uh, are you trying to get any of your uh, the bands you're supporting and stuff like that? Are you trying to get any of them involved in like the Facebook Live and the this, the random oh band like
0: you the takeovers live and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the rapper I, uh, the rapper I manage, he did a, um, he did a compilation, uh, a track with, um, DJ from Head PE. They did a, a, they did a track where he was on. He did his, uh, vocals at his studio. Um, DJ did his part in Australia. The drummer did his part where he's from, and our bass player, as well, and our buddy Kurt did his part where he was from. But as far as the live shows, um, Andrew W. Boss, um, May. 30th we have a thing called uh i think it's called NetFest, yeah NetFest, where it's a uh, live show uh that's sponsored through uh, magic ninja entertainment that's uh twisted the uh, juggalo uh juggalo rap duo that's their record label and uh they're hosting it and they have a really big uh following so yeah we're actually on that i think it's like us twisted blazer dead homie and a few i think my homie Bay clothes on it and a few other a few other artists that are uh that are uh affiliated with Magic Ninja Entertainment. So that's that's our first kinda live sit on the couch virtual show. I mean, we've done it, uh, Andrew and them went live at band practice and so they've done that, you know, a few times or whatnot. But like this is our first time where we're actually doing a show, a set. And I actually saw the file and what it looks like because they they already pre recorded or whatnot, it looks pretty awesome, so I'm I'm excited to see that it'll be it's on the 30th, so I think next I think that's next Saturday, the 30th. two Saturdays from
1: now. Yeah, two Saturdays. Whatever
0: that is, yeah. but yeah, 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 two two Saturdays from now. It's going to be NetFest, so I'll send you the link and I'll have you uh I'll, I'll DM you the link so you have that or whatnot. That's going to be pretty cool. Like I think that'll be something for people to watch. Like uh, like I was saying, Magic Ninja Entertainment had a really really good following. We went on, we toured with those guys two different times. We toured Twisted. We did a uh, eight show run in the, in the West Coast. Two years ago and then we did a uh, 32 show run we actually played the place that you came out and saw shop at uh at poughkeepsie the chance yeah we played that venue yeah yeah but we played the downstairs part instead of the upstairs part so yeah it was pretty cool like we got we got to hang out with juggalos like none of us are juggalos by any means but i gotta give a shout out to those juggalo people because those people were super they treated us well they're super kind people like i have nothing bad to say about them i mean i know they get a bad rep for whatever it is they get a bad rep for, whether it's the gangs or, like, all oh, oh, they wear face paint or whatnot, but, like, those people were super nice to us. You know what I mean? Like, we never had to worry about our bands getting stolen. They gave us free alcohol. They were giving us food. They were giving us weed. You know what I mean? They were just being super hospitable uh, when it came to that. And that was badass, you know what I mean? Because a lot of motherfuckers on the road, like, either they're assholes or they're fucking, you know what I mean? Like, some people could be dicks, and they weren't dicks at all. You know what I mean? Like, I hear a lot of metal bands getting robbed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we got robbed at this venue, and our whole trailer got stolen. A lot of times, it's metal fans that are the ones stealing the shit. You know what I mean? But when it came to the Juggalos, like everyone was super down to earth. Like, if you needed anything, they were there for you. Like, and it was cool. It was like that for a good. I was I was gone for forty five days, and it was all Juggalo shows, and those people were fucking amazing. I said I got some of my best friends now are Juggalo, are, 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 are from those tours, and just people that I had encounter with, and whether it's Somebody making me a art. Somebody already making me artwork, or me being in an area, and somebody coming to a show. Even when I with Andrew on with 50 or 52, 50 we mystic We might be at a show, but they're like, Yo, I'm gonna come support, because that's just a, that's just how juggalos are. Like they buy CDs, you know what I mean? Like they buy your merchandise, they remember you, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, a lot of thing nowadays. Like you come out with a song, people might remember you, but like people forget. other people fucking moving on, because there's so much music coming out that people fucking pass it along and they're on to the next fucking track or the next song or the next artist. With Juggalos, they keep that shit in, they'll buy a CD, they'll make you sign it, they'll fucking hang it up, and they'll be like, yo, I'm not even gonna, oh, I'm not gonna listen to this, oh, I'll listen to you on Spotify, but it's, a, you know what I mean, like, they're all about that memorabilia, and that shit, like a metal, like a metal fan, I compare them to metal fans, the only difference is, we don't fucking, metal fans don't really wear face paint unless you're a black metal fan, you know what I mean, but the most part, diehard metal fans, they go to your, they go to your shows, they're buying your shirt, they're buying your CD, you know what I mean? Like, they want you to sign your ticket stub. all about it. But you go to you go to Drake shows, people are only buying merch, just sitting there. And if they are, it's like their mom is hanging out with their fucking... Their, their, they went with their mom and their daddy, and they bought these expensive-ass tickets. And her, Mommy, bought me a snow cone and this expensive Drake, Drake ticket. You know what I mean? Or watching them in an arena. You know what I mean? No intimacy at all. Where, at a metal show or a juggalo show, you're hanging out with everybody, and it's like... You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a bit shit, which... I mean, I really, really dig it, so... But yeah, what else you got? What else you got for me? <laughs> now
1: out of all like the podcasts and live shows you've seen lately, what have been some of your favorites?
0: Um I follow uh I listen to Doc Coyle from uh God forbid and uh fuck what's he in Black oh man, what do they call it? Wolves. He's a uh, former guitarist from them. He has a really, really uh, a really, really good one I uh, listen to. Um there's this uh marijuana podcast with my friends. Uh, they ended up making it's. It's only on like SoundCloud and stuff or whatnot. Uh, I've been listening to. Uh, I'm a really big fan of The Office, so I've been listening to The Office Ladies. That came out like a while ago. That isn't like that isn't like too pre quarantine or whatnot. i been listening to that, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of sports uh, podcasts because I'm a really really big sports fan. So just mainly that Joe Rogan, always Joe Rogan, that kind of stuff. So I've, I've just got. I'm not even gonna lie. I just got on the podcast maybe. Maybe like a year ago, I mean, my stepdad and my mom and a lot of my friends and everyone. in and Andrew W. Boss are really, really big in the podcast. I never really gave him a shot because I'm like, eh, I kind of want to just listen to this guy fucking talk while I'm just sitting here. But then I remember I was on the plane one time flying to leave for tour, and there was a Joe Rogan podcast on the uh, Southwest South uh, West Airlines uh, Wi-Fi thing. It was a free thing, and I was listening to it, and I was like, sat there for like a good three hours, and was like. All right, I got a four-hour flight. I'll just listen to this, and by the time this is done, I'll be there. And it was actually pretty interesting. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start start listening to these, and I started like like I said, I ventured into the office one, and then i bet oh yeah, Mike Tyson. I uh, was listening to Mike Tyson's one. His is pretty good. Uh, that dude Vlad TV from uh, uh he's like a uh, like a, he does like rappers and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's uh, I mean I'm not a big, big podcast fucking nerd, but I mean I've been getting into it. I
1: see. Would you like to go back to any questions?
0: Um now, nah, man, if, let me know if you got any more questions. I mean, everything I've has been solid. Fucking all those questions I think we answered pretty thoroughly. But if you got any more questions for me, let me know.
1: Final words. All right,
0: final words. Hopefully we can get back to some normalcy soon because not being able to not not being able to go to live events is just I think it's getting it's taking its toll on a lot of people. I mean, we got the we got the whole uh the whole quarantine bundles people are making. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I did it with the rapper I managed with the whole mask and whatnot. We got that going for us, but I think people need to go out. People are missing that live music. You know what I mean? Like people are, people are itching for it. And I mean, I hope it happens soon. I hope we don't rush back into it and a whole nother pandemic or whatever they want to call it happens again. I hope we do. We're smart about it, but I think it needs to happen soon. I mean, I mean, I think people are just itching for shows, man. Like, it has to happen. It has to happen soon. I mean, I don't want to rush into it. Like I was saying, I don't want to rush into it, but I think, I think people definitely need some music. So that's pretty much all I got to say, because I'm sitting here waiting, hopefully waiting to go on tour and, and, and sitting here with no answers. So <laughs> really
1: appreciate it. This has been an interview with Zero <laughs> Mountain on Saturday, May 16th, 2020 by Nick Burkell.